the four o'clock in the morning podcast by yours truly, Uncle Luke. I don't do too many podcasts. I should do more. Need to call my podcast. I got shit on my mind. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my podcast. I got shit on my mind. Because I think when people do podcasts, they really have a lot of shit on their mind. That they want to get off. So, that's going to be the name of my podcast. I'm changing the name, whatever it is. The Luke Show, or whatever the fuck it is. We're just going to go and not be politically correct. <laughs> it's the Luke Podcast. I got shit on my mind. So, what shit I got on my mind now? It may seem like I'm writing this shit down, but I'm really not. It's the Bacardi. I did all my songs off Bacardi, by the way. If if my biopic ever comes out, I think I just talk so much shit that they don't want the biopic to come out. Because all the companies be like, yo, we're not fucking doing Luther Campbell biopic. No, it's not going to happen. This fucking guy was a rebel. He's not like Run DMC or NWA. Niggas with an attitude. Or Biggie Smalls. It's fucking Luther Campbell. Two Life Crew. These guys fucking for everything. They're the one that fucking has these guys getting naked on doing all kind of wild shit now, cussing on the records. We were okay until these fucking guy, Luther Campbell, came around. Oh, well, fuck it. It is what it is. Then I made the album. I got shit on my mind. And I was sitting on the fucking toilet. <laughs> and then I made another album called Sports weekend. All of us sitting in the bed. Because, you know, they would have a thing in the Miami Herald. Sports weekend. Sports weekend. I'm like, we're going to be for sports weekend. Nasty as they want to be. So from sports weekend and nasty sport, this is what sports do. We all sit in the bed with girls giving us head. What a great album cover. I came up with all these crazy-ass album covers. I don't want... what My mind is, like, really on another planet. Nobody would think of this shit. Nobody would fucking think of this shit. So I guess this podcast is going to be my... I got shit on my mind. I'm just let y'all know about all these goddamn album covers I created. And why did I create them? And the parental advisory sticker. Why the fuck did I create them? You know they need to be paying me for that shit. I should have patented it. I need to go check, see if I did a copyright. Some things I was doing right back in the days, but some things I was like, just fuck it. I was just doing it. And not, and not, you know, like thinking about 
putting patents on shit or protecting certain shit that I created and I let people steal shit like the parental advisory sticker. Every time I see a person with a t-shirt on, I'll be like, cringy. Every time I see it on an album cover, I'll be like, some album that sold a trillion copies and it has some shit that I created on there. Yeah, it's cool and everything, but at the end of the day, you don't get paid. And America is about, everything is about getting paid. And before, I used to do a lot of shit just for the cause. People want to do explicit lyrics, so I'm going to create an advisory sticker to let all the record stores and everyone know that you should not sell this record to kids. So it's great shit I did that I created that. Going back to the album covers, man, the girls standing on the beach, that's the classicest cover ever. Everybody, everybody still like post that shit today. Where all the girls standing on the beach with the asses and we're sitting between the legs. When I came up with that shit, they were like, what the fuck are you trying to do? What is that going to be on? I'm like, nah, niggas, listen. This is what we're going to do. Motherfuckers, we're going to go to the beach, shut the fuck up, two live crew members, and just do what I do. Just do what I say do. Girls stand on the beach with the asses and the bikinis because everybody just thought we were so fucking crazy. And I was like, we're a product of our environment. We're putting girls on music videos with bikinis. And then... I knew that I had to have an album cover that just shuts down the fucking record store because I didn't have the money to market and promote like the major labels. And I would strategically put the records out when a big record is coming out, like the new Michael Jackson. I would fucking have the wildest album cover. So if you're going up in the store... Lines around the corner and they looking for Michael Jackson. I would put them that they was they would be going to look for that Michael Jackson, but then they'll see that motherfucking girls, four girls standing with some ass and some bikinis and some dudes just standing up in there and they're like, hold on, hold on, stop the press. Let me look at this shit. And then like, what is this all about? Then they'll turn turn the thing around and let me listen to this. Let me look at some of the album titles. Not album titles, but some of the record titles. Hey, we want some pussy. Me so horny. So if you only had money to buy the Michael Jackson record, then you got them show. When you get your money up, you coming back to get that shit. You coming back to get that fucking album. And so I did that. That was my little way of marketing because I had no money to hire all the big-time promoters and buy all the record store fucking covers and shit. You know, when you go in the record store back in the days, you had a big old lifestyle, life-size stand-up of Michael Jackson or Lionel Richie or some shit like that or Quincy Jones and Run DMC just took over the fucking whole store with all their posters up. I didn't have I didn't have the, I didn't have the money for that. 
But we were selling a lot of records. So my job was to create a, a cover that would stop your ass to look at. You was literally stop. I fuck this. If I'm a dude, I got to stop. If I'm a girl and I'm looking at some fine ass girls, I got to. I got to see what the fuck is this all about. And I look at look at the record and say, throw the dick. What? Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to fuck. Oh, I got to get this shit. So that was strategic marketing by yours truly, Uncle Luke. Thank God my mom gave us a brain. All of my brothers got brains, so I have to think out of the box and just make shit out of sugar. (laughs) And when you don't have it, it ain't faking it till you make it. It's fucking, you got to make it to make it. <laughs> and that was that's the crazy part about that. But, uh, I mean, the shit that I got on my mind tonight, other than just album covers, you know, I try to do for my community. And, uh, It'd be a little difficult sometimes. Let me tell you something. You can make millions and billions of dollars and it don't be as difficult as dealing with politicians and trying to do some things to help your community. That is the most difficult shit in the world. I mean, I've I've fucking went to jail and had to get out of jail. And I've I've had to figure out how to sell records in a difficult environment when there was no hip-hop in the South. And ain't nobody want to hear that shit, you know, but a chosen few people. And so I've been in difficult, adverse situations, but the, the most difficult situation is giving back in the community, doing the work. Dealing with politicians who really don't have a vision. They think they have a vision. They fucking ain't really trying to hear what you got to say. Even though you may have all the intel and all all, all the information to be able to make them look good. Along with helping people out. Helping the silent majority. The people who have no voice, the voiceless. So I do that every day. And I look at the other side, the biggest struggle of it all is looking at the other side and saying, you know what? I don't have to do this shit. I could be making millions and millions of dollars just totally focusing 100% of my time on being creative and making money and not deal with this Saving the community, saving the world, stuff. It's not shit, it's stuff. Because it's people's lives that you're saving. And we've literally saved millions, not millions, but thousands of people's lives. And helped guide some kids that became adults in the right direction. But nobody gives a shit. 
the politicians come and they go and they hear you and they say, okay, all right. And the shit goes in one ear and go out the other one because they have a totally different agenda. And their agenda is about getting paid, getting a fucking bag. And when it comes to helping people in a blighted community, that's not on their radar. Unless it's allowing crime and murders to happen so that they can get federal government funding for the police department to then not affect their budget. Y'all don't hear me now, I'm preaching. But it's amazing of how difficult it is to do community service work. And even when it comes to the people, because you're never not doing enough. And so you say to yourself, you're sitting up here and you're opting out of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars where you can be doing a concert on a Friday night, but you're standing up at a football field trying to inspire some kids to do great things so they can get a scholarship to go to college. But it still ain't enough. You still got people complaining that you didn't do enough. When you could be on the... You can be sitting up on South Beach sipping margaritas and hanging out with Cardi B and Puff Daddy and whining and dining at their houses and doing dinners and shit like that, doing dinners at your house and all these different things with major celebrities and doing business and doing business with people who want to do business with you to become, to, to make millions and millions of more dollars. But you're out there trying to help the people in your community. And when you go to the people who have all the money, then they have hidden agendas and they have things that they're going to do totally opposite of what you do. And so then you see and you hear the kids getting killed at eight years old. You think about your child. How would you feel if your child got murdered while playing in the yard? How would you feel if your sister just had a six-month-old baby, got murdered. And the baby, while trying to save the baby in the front of the house. And the innocent man coming home, minding his own business. He gets hit by a straight bullet. He's dead. And he has a family. And you look at the kids and you say, man, you know, if we do some things community-wise, we could save some of these kids' lives and give them the chance of living a productive life if we just have the meeting and the conversation and provide the resources for them to, to inspire them to do better. But it comes with a price to pay comes with a price to pay that comes from all different places. So a lot of people opt out and they say, fuck this. Celebrities, because they give money and the people are like, oh, you gave $1,000. You should have gave $10,000. You gave $10,000. You should have gave $100,000. It's never enough. And I say this to all these folks on here. If you give $10, that's enough. 
Because that's $10 more than what they had before you made the decision to give $10 of your hard working money because you wasn't, you didn't find $10. You worked for the $10. So if you decide to donate to anything or any cause or any program, it's enough. Whether it's $5, $10 or whatever it may be, it's enough. So I say this to everybody on this podcast. It's always enough. It's always enough. And it's sad that we live in a world where most people think it's never enough. We got a president of the United States, Joe Biden, and we have Kamala Harris. And we have a Senate full of Democrats and a in a house full of Democrats. We have an African-American vice president. We should be okay. We should be okay. We should get reparations. We should get everything that black people should have always got. We should get, we should get, the banks should get regulated to make sure that they give African-American businesses loans. If they don't get regulated now, they ain't never going to get regulated. Whatever don't happen right now with this current administration and the House and the Senate on behalf of African Americans ain't going to happen for the next 16 years. It's got to happen now. And we got to hold people feet to the fire. Same thing in Miami. If you're living in a city where you got a Democratic mayor, it's got to happen now. Fuck this. Okay, we're going to wait till later on to do this and later on to do it. No, 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 no. If it's housing, you're going to give us housing now. If it's reparation, you're going to give us reparation now. You were voted in by black people. And if black people did not vote you in, you need to recognize that that's a problem. That's a problem. Because your ass is going to lose the next term. We did an excellent job of going out there and voting. But the question is, did we vote for the right person? We voted for the person that sold us the great shit. And we voted against Orange Man. Because Orange Man was out of control. But then, these people got to do some shit. They got to give us our reparation. They got to... They gotta, <laughs> Not only do they need to do a monitoring on, on they got to give us everything that was taken from us that we never received since World War II. In World War II, what happened? Black people went over there and fought the war with white people. White people came back. They gave them houses. They gave them property. And they gave money. And what did they do with black people? They put us back in slavery. And they put us in the country and said, y'all niggas on your own. These are facts. You can look this shit up. We got multi-million dollar operators. We got big companies and bright-minded African-Americans right now, and they can't get shit done in this country, whether it's on a local level or it's on the federal level, because nobody wants to hear black genius. That's my new thing, black genius. 
Nobody wants to hear a black genius. A white person could be selling something less than what an African-American is selling. You know what happens at the end of the day? They're willing to listen to that person more than listening to the black person because they got this picture of black people that we're not smart, we're not intelligent, and we're not creative. But when you look at all the things that we've created that were stolen from us throughout the years, you would you you would think they would say, man, let me go find me some fucking intelligent black people, creative black people, and I'm going to work with them. But they don't. Because over the years, they've created this image of black people, whether it's through the media, that we're just thugs and killers, uneducated, lazy-ass motherfuckers. Which that ain't the truth. So therefore, that transforms into when you're having a meeting with the mayor or the president or whatever, and they're like totally distracted because they're really not listening to you, what you have to say. And then they end up doing a movie about, oh, do you know who's a black person that created this, that, and the third? All the ladies in the back room who cracking the codes and shit. But they would never say that when it was actually happening. They would never do business with these people when it was happening. I know some brilliant people, brilliant ideas. If they were white, these would be billion-dollar ideals, billion-dollar situations. And you know what normally ends up happening with black people? We have to sell our shit to a white person or a Jewish person. And they'll take our same product because they're white. And they'll take our product and sell that bitch for billions and billions of dollars and millions of dollars only because they're white. They didn't create the shit. We had to cut the deal with the devil. And it goes on, on and on. So that's the American way. And it's all fed through the propaganda machine. You really think there's only only really one black that qualifies to be a head coach in the Power Five NCAA football? Really? Where African Americans are 80% where in a sport where it's eighty percent African Americans, really you think you really think that? If you fucking think that, you done fell off the goddamn, you done hit your head on on the floor as a baby, as a boy, and as a grown man. It's just because we don't have confidence in ourselves, and we don't demand the same thing that we demand equal justice when it becomes a police officer killing an innocent black person. Equal rights when it becomes, when it's the creativity. Why are we not marching? Black lives matter. Black lives matter means a fucking big thing. Black lives matter. Should be why y'all disenfranchising African-American coaches? Because their life matter. Life. 
is life is living in this world, in this country, and does it matter? Does a black coach life matter to be able to feed his family and to be able to achieve the highest goals that he should be achieving, that he's capable of achieving? We should be protesting about that. We should be boycotting about that. Not just when a police officer killed an innocent black person, but because of the opportunities that black people have in this country and the lack of opportunities. Black lives matter when it comes to education. Does black lives matter? Because that's their life. If they don't get educated, then they won't have a life. If they don't get a job, then they won't have a life. Black lives matter. Black on black crime, does black lives matter? We should be fighting against black on black crime if black lives really matter. But do it only matters when the white man shoot the black guy. Should matter at all times. And that's what I fight for on a continuous basis. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast tonight. I'm going to start doing more because I need to do more. Hope you all had fun and learned something. Feel free to Follow me on my Instagram, Uncle Luke Real One. That's number one. And the same thing on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I really think it's a conspiracy that I have not gotten another follower in 10 years because I'm stuck at 55,000 on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Same thing, Uncle Luke Real Number One. And then you got my Facebook fan page, Uncle Luke. You'll see me on there with all the guys on stage. Follow me over there as well. These are the places where I hang out at. I would love it. So until the next time, y'all be safe out there. There's a vaccine. Take it if you want to take it. That'll be another conversation. There's another, there are more strands of this virus that you got to prepare yourself with. <laughs> it's a war. And so I just want you guys to be safe. Good night. And may the good news be yours. <laughs>